Hello, hello, Jordan Lee here. I'm excited to continue in my Living Healthily series. In light of Mother's Day and by God's grace, coming on a year of nursing my daughter Shiloh, I'm going to discuss the topic of breastfeeding. In particular, how to live healthily as a breastfeeding mama with a desire to first nourish your baby as best as you can and for as long as you can while making sure to nourish yourself so that you can do all that God has called you to do. Welcome to Holy Nurtured. I'm your host, Jordan Lee. Holy Nurtured is a podcast designed to educate, encourage, and empower women to be health advocates in their homes by providing content that nurtures the whole individual in a practical way. This podcast will help shed light on the simplicity of living a healthy lifestyle. While food and nutrition will be a predominant focus, living a wholly nurtured life demands attention to faith and body care as well. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. First, for those who are new to my podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. As stated twice before, my name is Jordan Lee. I'm a wife to Norris Lee II, who I joke with and call the Dottie and Hottie, which is an acronym for Daddy of the Year and Husband of the Year. We must affirm and give praise to whom praise is due. I'm mother to our angel baby, Judah, who we just celebrated two years in heaven with Jesus, May 10th and Shiloh, our almost one-year-old, on May 28th, who I poured my heart out to God for. I am a physical educator and scientist by education, personal trainer and nutritionist by trade, and self-made personal chef. I have a passion for food and curiosity for ways to improve my health through healthful and delicious food choices, alongside balancing an active lifestyle. The Word of God is the foundation upon which I stand and I proclaim in my podcast to share truth and light. I would love to know more about you too. If you have not already, follow me on Instagram at Holy Nurtured and send me a direct message so we can connect. Before we make way in today's episode, I want to share a few important disclaimers and one definition. Firstly, I am not a lactation specialist or professional in the medical field. However, what I share today is for the purposes of sharing what has worked for me. Secondly, when it comes to the specifics, specifically regarding calorie and nutrient intake, how much you consume, again, is personal to you, as there is a specific art and science of breastfeeding. What may work for you when you begin breastfeeding in the early days may need to shift to your body's needs as your baby gets bigger or the demands of life take on a greater toll. Every woman's body is different. Therefore, what may be nourishing or supporting to my breastfeeding experience may not be the same for you and vice versa. Thirdly, I know breastfeeding can be a sensitive topic as not everyone has the ability to nurse or nurse for longer periods. What's most significant is that your baby is fed 
bed is best. Yet, if you have the ability to do so, breastfeeding is the most ideal option. I will not belabor the whys. However, I will say breastfeeding is the most natural and immunologically powerful way to begin your baby's nutrition and help positively shape his or her dietary habits from day one. Let's define nourish or nourishment. When I talk about nourish, specifically for us mamas, my view on nourishment is holistic with the spirit, mind, and body. These are all areas where our cup must be filled to pour in the purposes of this episode, physical cups or mouths of our babes. Without further ado, let's get started. Real recognizes real. Current and future mamas, breastfeeding is no joke. Personally, before I experienced it, I thought, again, my gift of optimism can sometimes slap me in the face with the truth that comes from reality or real experience. My previous thought, breastfeeding is natural and things will go smoothly. Let me tell you, the fact is, breastfeeding is a natural experience. The truth is, it can be a difficult experience. Breastfeeding is not for the faint of heart and demands a high level of commitment and a fighting mentality. It can be a testimony of patience and long-suffering in your life. Similar to pregnancy and giving birth, it is a selfless sacrifice. But most importantly, it is a God-given gift and responsibility that we have the opportunity to partner with God to physically support the next generation of disciples, literally, under us, that is. <laughs> the question I will answer for you all today is what I have done and continue to do to keep my baby fed, my supply or cup overflowing, and still supporting my physical body so I can do all that I am called to do as a wife, mama, and worker. Memory verse and commencing verse of this episode comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 3, which reads, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Number one of five, spiritual nourishment. As believers in Jesus Christ, everything we do must be committed and submitted to God. Spiritual nourishment through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most profound way I've been able to start and continue this breastfeeding journey. As many mamas know, your first experience with breastfeeding, in particular the first six or so weeks, is rough money. You are trying to figure out this breastfeeding thing. Baby is trying to figure out that his or her nourishment requires physical work via sucking. It's a total learning experience. Yet, that first season can make you or break you. Hello to the multiplicity of days of encouragement and nipple tenderness. Another season that can do the same is when the baby goes through developmental leaps and cluster feeds. Mamas everywhere are like, 
Can we get a break or have a schedule anymore? Right? Another, when a baby is going through a leap or season of new alertness and cannot focus for their life. Definitely one of the most challenging and, to be honest, a constant battle as Shiloh is walking now. Another season is when teeth come and soothing comes from biting and babies do not quite know what no means just yet. Ouch! You get the picture. There are many great hurdles that can come distract and discourage you from continuing. However, when you commit this area to God and have the tools, a.k.a. the truth of the word, to combat the difficulties and lies that you can't do this, your perspective and willingness to continue increases. Ladies, my deep desire was to make it to a year. We are now going strong for 11 months and 2 weeks. Praise be to God. My hottie, again, husband of the year, Norris, <laughs> believes Shiloh can continue for another three to five months. Yikes. But if the Lord wills. Ladies, the breastfeeding experience, whether a few weeks, a few months, a year, no matter how long, it is a season of trusting God. Personally, The trusting is a testimony of mine in many ways and instances. However, I'll stick with just one story for today. When Shiloh was about four-ish months, I went back to my per diem position at the hospital, where I cover weekend shifts. I built up a little milk supply in the freezer. Key word, little. We had a spread of about two-ish months where we were set. Unfortunately, that stash died quickly due to not replenishing as fast as the milk consumed and the many events and trips we took in that time of the year. Also note, I'm a stay-at-home mom during the week who also works my business from home with the exception of a few clientele I would physically see one day out of the week. Therefore, pumping has always been a bit of a challenge as the baby calf, Shiloh, (laughs) is always around. However, I sometimes would go into the weekends and not have anything stored up or, if anything, very little. Yet, I come to tell you, God knows just what you need and when you choose to relax and trust that He will give you just what you need And do not doubt, through prayer and appropriate planning, it will come to pass. For the last six plus months, when I needed a little, when I needed to fill a bottle or two for work, God showed up every time. Let me repeat this. Choose to relax and trust that He will give you just what you need. Spiritual well-being is tied to your emotional, psychological, and physical health and well-being. Ladies, we need God. We cannot do anything without His help, guidance, mercy, and grace. Again, as I mentioned earlier, pumping is not something I constantly do nor enjoy. 
Pumping is not as natural or enjoyable as physically nursing your babe. Therefore, our emotions can be in the wrong place, which affects our body's ability to relax and let milk go and flow. However, choosing, keyword, choosing to relax and trust in God can improve our emotional, psychological, and physical experience and well-being. The best thing I can do when I'm tired and have to pump or merely in a mood and nursing Shiloh is to humble myself and get to a place of thankfulness that God is faithful to His promises. I also will open up the Word, whether I'm limited to the Bible app or my preferred method, preferred method that's less distracting, reading from my physical Bible. Number two, physical nourishment. As a nutritionist and a foodie, I'm all about physical nourishment, a.k.a. consuming food. I'm also all about making sure what I eat will be fruitful in building up my milk supply, physical and emotional recovery, and energy. Calorically, just as we as women are encouraged to increase our caloric intake in the second and third trimester of pregnancy, generally between 300 to 400 calories, depending upon our initial weight, body mass index or BMI, and health factors. When it comes to lactating mama, caloric needs increase more. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommend 300 extra calories a day in the second and third trimester of pregnancy, with a 450 to 500 calorie increase to meet the demands of your body making milk. Therefore, for me to continue to support the demands of my growing Shiloh, I had to have more calories than before, which, if you are breastfeeding or have in the past, understand how physically taxing it can be and the hunger that ensues. While I made sure to have an increase in my calories, I focused on consuming calories from nourishing foods alongside staying constantly hydrated. Consumption of whole foods, which include fresh fruit, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds were and continues to be my predominant base. With the addition of about 10 to 20% of my diet with dairy products, specifically Greek yogurt, eggs, and other items with meat a few days out of the week. My day generally consists of three solid meals and two to three snacks, depending upon how active and long my day is. Your girl gets and stays hungry. As someone who has been physically fit and has had an athletic physique a good majority of my life, I understand the desire to get back to your pre-baby weight, look, and feel. I come to encourage you to place your focus on your baby and not your physique. Again, your focus on your baby and not your physique. Just as we were in a nine-month period of nourishing our bodies to ensure the safe and fruitful growth and development of our baby in utero, we still play that pivotal role for our baby's growth and development out of the womb. 
especially as their predominant as their predominant and sole source of food the first year. However, be encouraged that if you are nourishing your body appropriately and prioritizing sleep and a well-balanced exercise program, the weight will drop in time and you'll get to get to a new healthy and sustainable normal that will be better than before. Your baby will also see how mom has a healthy relationship with her body, too. Soul food is cool, but don't make soul food your predominant food. When we do, that leads to our child's palates, particularly when we begin feeding them solids to not eat the simple fruit or veggie that is better for them. However, they crave the salty and fatty foods that are not beneficial for optimal health and well-being. Ladies, listen here. Listen, I love pizza. I love ice cream. And thanks to my husband, occasionally I crave and enjoy and indulge in Wing Steezy, a.k.a. Wingstop. I believe that we should enjoy soul food every once in a while, but not every meal, nor not every day. Generally, in our household, we eat out or have a soul food meal maybe once a week. When we do, it's definitely an enjoyable and tasteful experience. Supplementation, prenatals, and additional vitamins. Oh my! Just because the baby is out of the womb does not mean we ditch the prenatals. Again, your baby is pulling so much from you when he or she feeds. We have to make sure that we ourselves are replenished for his or her next feed, as well as for our body's basic physiological function outside of nursing. Personally, prior to conception of Shiloh, I took a prenatal During her development in utero, I took a prenatal. And following her delivery, I still take a prenatal. Women of childbearing age, according to the CDC, are recommended to take 400 micrograms of folic acid to prevent or reduce the likelihood of neural tube defects. In addition, I take a vegan DHA to support Shiloh's neural development. Earlier on, I also took a higher dose of vitamin D every other day, as vitamin D is a nutrient that is lower in exclusively breastfed babies due to low levels in breast milk. Also, for babies in general, as they lack extensive time away from the sun in their first year of life. We know babies are new, The sun can be harsh. Therefore, they are not able to be out in the sun as long as adults, nor do they, when they begin solids, able to consume enough to meet their daily needs. The vitamin D found in my prenatal vitamin and most prenatal vitamins are not enough in accordance with the CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and many other established governing bodies. Personally, I did not want to rely on giving Shiloh daily vitamin D drops, and 
I found much more comfort taking a higher dose of vitamin D myself so that I could transfer it into my milk supply. Before you make any decisions to add any new form of supplementation via vitamin into your diet, I highly, highly, highly recommend you express your questions and concerns with your doctor and your child's pediatrician. When it comes to lactation cookies, teas, shakes, and supplementation, I made the initial decision not to go that route. A whole foods, plant-based diet that is appropriately planned alongside a well-balanced lifestyle, as best as you can as a mom, is what I recommend first and foremost before trying anything supplementary in this manner. Yes, I'm sure there are products that women rely on and recommend for all mamas, but personally, I did not want to try something and for it to shift my supply negatively or change the taste or even make my baby sick because I did not know that my baby has an allergy to something in particular in the particular product. However, When I got to 10 months, I did give one product a try. This product, which I use maybe one to two times a week, if I remember to or feel I need to feel I need a boost, mother's milk tea for me gave me mental clarity. After learning more about the herbs that are used in this tea, I felt confident in making the purchases and implementing it sparsely into my daily life. I did notice that my milk flowed much easier. Number three, relational nourishment or family and friends support. We remember in the Bible, specifically Exodus chapter 17, that Moses had Joshua and Aaron as his relational nourishment. Again, breastfeeding is psychologically, emotionally, and especially physically taxing. All things of the flesh the body. In addition to the spiritual nourishment and physical nourishment, we need relational nourishment or relational support. Exodus 17 verses 8 through 13 gives a stellar account of the power of relational support when you are bogged down in the spirit, mind, and body. It reads, The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephdom. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But... Whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Ladies, we need our husbands, close family, and or close friends nearby to help lift us up. 
so that we won't give up. I would not have made it this far if I did not have my husband at my side lifting me up. I would not have made it this far if I did not have the Pauls, in the sense of breastfeeding many children before me, encouraging me that I can do it too. I would not have made it this far if I did not have my Barnabas friends who are on the breastfeeding battleground with me. Similarly, without Timothy's, I would not have the urgency to be the example that you can too. So, what does lifting up look like? 1 John chapter 3 verse 18 gives a clear depiction of what lifting up looks like. 1 John chapter 3 verse 18 reads, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Lifting is physical first. Yet, listening ears and encouraging speech coming from love and truth can follow. My husband supports me physically by giving me time away from the baby so that I can rest, recoup, or do something to help bring me energy or peace so that I can whip the nip in a better mental, emotional, and physical state. He lightens my load by making me my beloved pancakes, watching Shiloh solo so I can have a break, provides stretches and massage therapy, and will give your girl some cash so I can go out (laughs) pre-quarantine to do girl things I love like pedicures, eyebrow threading, my monthly decaffeinated coffee treat, or simply spending time outside the home with a girlfriend. Verbally, he washes me with the truth of the word when my faith is weak, helps me to see the reality that our baby is healthy, active, smart, and strong through my efforts, and that my efforts are not in vain, and much more. Lean into your husband, lean into your girlfriends, your mom, whoever you are close to, that who can support you and understands that you value breastfeeding your baby for as long as you can. Spend time with them. Number four, physical rest, a.k.a. sleep. Sleep deprivation is a real part of motherhood, but it does not have to be as bad as you think if you work smarter, not harder. We will dive more into the importance of sleep and practical tips to facilitate a life-giving and restoring sleep in another episode. Personally, this is an area I struggled significantly with in the early days. Many new moms are told to sleep when the baby sleeps. This mama here did not heed to this advice. Naps are for chumps, right? Shake my head. Well, eventually I took the advice and it improved my energy, physical healing, which indirectly helped improve my breastfeeding and pumping sessions. By nature, I go against the wind when it comes to sleep as those who know me as the Energizer Bunny. However, motherhood is teaching me I need to catch all the Z's I can. Personally, when I feel good, emotions and all, it's easier for me to yield to the needs of my husband, 
baby, and all that is on my plate for the day. Again, milk supply is affected by many factors with lack of sleep and stress that can easily build when your mind and body are not given the time to renew and refresh through physical rest. Fifth and final, mental and emotional nourishment. Fill your mental and emotional well-being cup. You fill your cup by doing what you love, what sparks your creativity, what gives you peace, what moves you, and what makes you feel good. Yes, you are a wife, you are a mom. Those are your top priorities. However, taking care of yourself is a priority too. For me, filling my cup looks like exercising regularly, reading, soaking in a bathtub with a good book, (laughs) spending time with a best friend or another adult with or without the baby, and working on my creative projects such as this podcast. In the beginning of this episode, I said I would share what I've done and continue to do to keep my baby fed, my supply flowing, and my physical body at peace so I can do all that I'm called to do as a wife, mama, and worker. I shared five points. To review, I began with making sure I'm spiritually nourished to my fellow Azusa Pacific alums, God first. Then I make sure to stay physically nourished through a calorically appropriate diet through nutrient-dense meals and snacks and constant hydration. Thirdly, I share the importance of relational nourishment or relational support of your husband, close family, or friends. Fourthly, I share the imperative need for physical rest via sleep. Personally, an area I struggle with nap-wise. And fifth and final, mental and emotional nourishment via doing things that fill your cup. I pray this episode helps to encourage you as you partake on your breastfeeding journey, whether you just began, are continuing, or are preparing for this God-given gift and responsibility of nourishing your baby and just as important, continuing to nourish yourself holistically. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with someone who can benefit. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating and review. Thank you for joining me today. God bless.